0: Hi, welcome to Lambert Park Church. Our vision is life with God for the world. Our mission is to invite everyone to follow Jesus with us through redemptive community, intentional discipleship, and everyday mission. We're so glad you're here. Stay tuned for the podcast coming right up. I can't say I know what it's like to be Beyonce uh, who does all the changes in the middle of a show, but that is tough. I was uh, tempted to not even bother with my socks and shoes. (laughs) Ah, friends, he is risen. risen And not just risen, but he is reigning. He is reigning as Lord. This is the good news of Easter. This is the good news of the resurrection. Um, Earlier this week, I felt compelled. It was a must to send an email to the elders and the prayer team to share some stories of how I have had the privilege of seeing Jesus at work over the last few days and weeks and months in and through the life of our church. I wanted to share it, absolutely. But honestly, I felt like I needed to. Because sometimes, if we're honest, it doesn't feel like Easter. Sometimes if we're honest, it's easy to find yourself thinking and feeling deep down or right at the surface or both, that despite everything, despite all the activities of the church and the activities of our faith, God doesn't seem to be at work much anymore. It's easy sometimes to think and feel this way. And I know many of you can attest to that that knowing God, experiencing God, hearing God's voice, encountering God's grace, much less being awakened to faith in Jesus seems rare, or worse, something of the past, something that used to happen before whatever, whatever you wanna name, the internet, whoever, some political leader, some fallen church leader, some idea. It's easy, it's common to feel that way. Something that all these things were things that maybe happened, but only in the past, in another place, in another time. Not that long ago, a Christian friend asked me, honestly, do people come to faith these days? Does it happen? And it's an understandable question, maybe a familiar sentiment, a common wondering, a quiet fear. We live in a day when many talk about and fear the demise of the Christian faith and the Christian church, the exponential rise of the nuns and duns, those who happily self-identify as having no faith, and sign that on the survey, or those who are done with faith as they knew it. Some historic denominations even have established committees now that exist solely for the purpose of deciding what to do with church buildings after a congregation dies, because so many of their churches are dwindling and dying. In 2018, the Ontario Professional Planners Institute released an article citing the downward trend among Canadians' interest in organized religion and how this would likely result in the closing of 9,000 places of worship in Canada by 2025. It's only two years away. And closer to home, many of us have grieved the stories, very honest stories, of deconstruction in the lives of family and friends. Not just not seeing people come to know Jesus, but people who did, no longer wanting to, no longer believing, thinking that was honest, real, legitimate good, the quiet unraveling, at times the loud, defiant renunciation of Christian faith by some who used to worship with us, pray with us, seek Jesus with us, maybe in their youth, maybe in their adult years. And as a result, many Christians find themselves at times living and praying in what feels like a perpetual, holy Saturday, the long, lonely, silent, bewildering day between Jesus' death and resurrection, clinging to faith, maybe, when it feels like Jesus might truly be gone and all of this no longer worth the work if it ever really was. Still praying, maybe, still convinced of something of the logic of the Christian faith, maybe still hungry for the community and the familiar practices, but all the while quietly haunted by a gnawing fear and growing conviction that Jesus might no longer really be at hand, that God might not be at work much anymore. Honestly, do people still come to faith these days? Does it still happen Which at a deeper level is to ask, does the gospel still have power today to save and bring life? Is Jesus still at hand and at work? Over the last few months as a church, we've been in a study called All Things New, a study on the gospel change in everyday life in Christ, exploring together the meaning of Jesus' words in Revelation 21, verse five, behold, I am making all things new. And all this, although the series has taken us to many different parts of Scripture, this one verse has anchored our study in a surprising amount of ways, inviting us, first of all, into the hope of God's transforming work in us in these days. Right? Jesus says, I, behold, I, I am making all things new. Not just I will, but I am. The gospel of Jesus invites us to a hope for God's transforming work in us in these days as we seek and follow him, not just after we die. But that's not all. This verse also gives us a, a vision of what this newness means and looks like. And simply put, it looks like Jesus alive in us. His character, his life coming to characterize us. Us being renewed in the image of Jesus. Behold, I am making all things new and the greek word there new means renewed made again to be what we were created to be restored to our original function and purpose and capacity behold i am making all things new and if that wasn't enough this verse declares to us the grace that this transformation we need the renewal of the image of god in us isn't primarily something that is up to us It not essentially what we have to do no thank god according to revelation 21 verse 5 it is first and foremost what jesus does in us behold i am jesus says behold i am making all things new but here's the reality friends if jesus is still in the grave then this is all, at best, just a wish, dream, or worse, a mad delusion. Because a dead Messiah is no use to anyone. It's just a relic of history. We probably wouldn't even know about him. Which is why the message of Easter morning and the empty tomb is such good news Because it declares to us that Jesus, the crucified one, the one who has suffered for the sin of the world, did not remain in the grave, but on the third day was raised, resurrected to life. And as our baptisms testify today, Jesus' life did not shortly expire thereafter, but he is alive. And not just alive, but he is Lord today. He is on the throne On the throne of the universe, which is what Revelation 21 verse 5 actually tells us, though we have not lingered on it yet. You might not know, but Revelation 21 verse 5 does not begin with the words, behold, I am making all things new. It begins with the words, and he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. This is the glorious announcement of Easter. The glorious news of the resurrection. Jesus did not just die, but he was raised. Raised to resurrection life. But not only that, not only was he raised, but he is alive and Lord. Today, he is on the throne. He is seated on the throne, which is to say he has all... Power. He ha- is the one who has all authority, the crucified one, the God who gave himself sacrificially for you, for me, for Brianna, as he said it so beautifully, the one who gave his life for us is now risen, raised, and seated on the throne, and the desire of the one who is seated on the throne is to make all things new in you and in me and in all of us. Honestly, do people still come to faith in Jesus? Does it still happen? Does the gospel still have power to save and bring life? Is Jesus still at hand and at work? Friends, the good news of Easter is heck yeah, heck yeah, absolutely. Jesus, the crucified one, is now on the throne over all things. And not only is this the beautiful declaration of Revelation 21, verse five, but this is what today's baptisms beautifully declare, that even when we don't expect it, even when we are tempted to lose heart, even when some are walking away, Jesus isn't. He hasn't, and he isn't. No, he is alive, he is risen, he is reigning today at work in our world, and in the church, including among us right here in this multi-purpose gymnatorium. (laughs) And so alongside the honest stories of unraveling faith and real questions and deconstruction for some, Jesus is also inspiring, writing, and rewriting other stories in our world and right here among us these days. Stories of new faith. Stories of renewed faith. Stories of sustaining faith. We heard all three of those in the tank a few minutes ago. Stories of women and men, young and old, rescued by Jesus in their place of deep need. Inspired to seek him and then satisfied in him. Stories of redemptive deconstruction, the false ideas about about God being stripped away through a holy process of encounter with the living Jesus in his word and among his people that undoes the lies and leads us to reality, Jesus, a living faith. Honestly? Monday morning when I sent that email, I sent it Tuesday, but Monday I started plotting it. I almost felt like I shouldn't do it because it felt like such an Easter email, like I should wait a week till after good Friday and Sunday has happened and then send it next week. But the reality of our day is that every day is alive with the risen one Easter is the weekend that reminds us of the reality that we are invited into every single day. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And it should be no surprise, though sometimes it feels like it is, when all we've felt for a while is Holy Saturday. But Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He is not rotting in a tomb. Nor is he just a wish dream for those willing to suspend reality. No, he is Lord over Reality, And he is at work today in our world. He's at work today even in ordinary churches and ordinary Christians like us. Among us, doing what he has always done. Seeking the lost. Rescuing sinners. Speaking through scripture and through his church. Glorifying the Father, pouring out the Spirit, forgiving sin, inspiring repentance, renewing hope, restoring community, extending hospitality, bringing his kingdom life bit by bit, and sometimes on a Sunday like this in a wave of baptisms. To all who will bow and receive, he who is seated on the throne says, behold, I am making all things new. Which is good news unless you're unwilling to give up the throne. And so that's the question for you today. Either you will worship Jesus with us or you will hold on to that throne and say, "Me, thanks, neat for you, sounds repressive. But Jesus, the one who is on the throne, friends, if the idea of bowing your life to Jesus sounds so 2015, (laughs) or 1950s, or whatever, then maybe you do not know that the one who is on the throne is the one who gave his life. He is the crucified Lord. He is not a God who wants to take away from you joy. He is a God who has given his life to take your sin to the grave and to lead you into a joy that only he can bring. And you are invited. Today, again and again and again, you are invited into the joy of Jesus being Lord.